From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for March 24th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Teresa Eccles, and Kathy Whirling. And out getting us sandwiches right now, Max the intern. He'll be returning <laughs> shortly, I hope, because I'm starving. Uh, Julie Martin, as we mentioned last week, is on hiatus to create a person. <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> baking. She's in the final stages of uh, baking and, and will produce a person on Thursday. <laughs> I love how we can just announce the yeah, right. today. And uh, John and Kevin actually had a last-minute family emergency they had to attend to and will not be here this week. They will be back with us again next week, God willing. Uh, in this week's show, Teresa Eccles has the latest installment in her discounts segment. And our team will discuss Universal Orlando 101 for Disney fans, what you need to know before Harry Potter opens. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid-fire on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We had to make a last-minute change, obviously. We, had, uh, we were ready for Kevin Close to do his review of Flying Fish. And uh, since you know, it was kind of last-minute, we had to throw up another segment. So we've been, I've been actually kind of working on this for a little while now. So we have some, some good information for you on uh, what, to, what, to, what, to, what you need to know if you're going to be going up to Universal for the opening of Harry Potter. So we'll talk more about that later. But uh, Kevin's review of Flying Fish will be up on the blog, disunplugged.com, along with this show on uh, Wednesday morning. Well, the, the morning that tomorrow. some of you are hearing this. It's <laughs> tomorrow for us. It's today for most of you. It's yesterday for others. It's last week for others. You know, it depends oh on when you gosh. listen. do have a couple of things I want to talk about in housekeeping. Um, very, very excited to announce that uh, the newest version of eTicket, one, uh, version 1.3, uh, the official iPhone app of the Diz, was released on Monday. And I was really putting it through its paces in the parks yesterday. I took my mom over to Epcot for Flower and Garden. And I got to say, it just it's working so great. We've added a lot of features uh, to the app. And obviously, I'll just, you know, for transparency, of course, I have a financial relationship with this app, a huge financial relationship <laughs> with this app. But uh, we've really put a lot of work into it, uh, especially over the last couple of months, uh, listening to feedback from our, our customers and what they wanted. Uh, some of the cool things that we've got in this version, ADR management, something everybody's been asking for, the ability to manage your ADRs, uh, your dining reservations, you can put all that information in, and it will actually generate an email to you uh, 180 days before your uh, reservation to remind you to call and make your reservation. Oh, that's cool. That and cool. Uh, we've uh, upgraded the GPS functionality, uh, The all the parks. We have satellite maps of all the parks with all the points of interest. And now, as you're walking through the parks, your point on the map is following. I haven't oh, had a wow. chance to play with that, but it's I, I can't I wait. I was doing it yesterday. Yeah. I was doing it yesterday. This was something I really wanted, um, that I really wanted to add to this. So now you can see where you are yeah. in relation to these points of interest. I used that on the iPhone with uh, with Google Maps. When we were in St. Augustine, I used that to try to find where the 
where we were in relation to the restaurant we were trying to go to. It's awesome. It really works. It really is it's really cool. And I was walking around Epcot yesterday, like walking into people. <laughs> you know. I wondered about that. You're walking around with your phone. But it was really, really good. And uh, GPS accuracy has been improved greatly. So I was really happy about that. But uh, the thing I'm most excited about is we've added video. I'm loving this. Now, it's, we don't have it in, on every point of interest. It's on almost every point of interest uh, in the Disneyland app. Uh, Disney World, not so much. We've got about 25 videos right now attached to it. We're adding more all the time. We're a little larger than Disneyland. Yeah, it's a little bit larger, <laughs> a little harder to cover. I mean, Josh actually was going like filming restaurants. I'm like, okay, dude, I am not <laughs> filming every restaurant in Disney World. That is wow. not going to happen. But what we are going to be doing is all of Kevin's dining reviews. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, these will be up. All of Kevin's dining reviews that he's done for the last few years are all going to be uh, attached to their proper restaurant mm. on the map so you can actually listen back That's to nice. his dining reviews. Now, right now, these are the full-length dining reviews, which, you know, for Kevin, these run about 20, 25 minutes. What we are going to be doing moving forward, though, is when Kevin does a dining review, he's going to record like a five- or six-minute overview, and that's what's ultimately going to go up. But for now, we're putting up the, the whole kit and caboodle. So we're working on that. We should have those up in a few weeks. We have the, the quality of the video that we're streaming is awesome. So much better than the quality of the video you're getting through YouTube on your iPhone. It's really good because I was, um, I was going through Disneyland and looking at the videos. You know, For me, to go through the Walt Disney World videos, I can go see it. But it really brought me back to Disneyland. It was great. Going yep. through and looking at Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and let me go look at Space Mountain. It was really fun. It was. It was really cool. I'm really proud of it. I'm really, really proud of the app. Um, five ninety nine in the iTunes App Store. Again, you know, I'm loath to do direct pitches on the show. We don't normally do it, but eTicket is an exception. And I'm really, really proud of this app. I'm really proud of where it's come, and uh, got a lot of great features in there. Uh, we'll have a link to it in the show notes page, so you can check it out. And there's Max the intern with lunch. <laughs> Yay! Yay! We and really like, don't make him do that all the time. It's just, I really wanted a sub from yeah, public. He's usually armor-rolling our tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Max got, his, uh, Max got his passport. He did. Okay, well, this could have waited till the break, but okay. But thank you, Max. I appreciate you going and getting that. Where's my change? <laughs> Gave him $30, I get $2 back. What'd you buy? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the, the crumpled-up 10 he put down his underwear. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's that's that. Also, um, our Muddy Buddies are raising money again for this year's Muddy Buddy Challenge. Uh, they're raising money for Give Kids the World. We're going to have a link on the show notes page to that. They raised about four or five thousand dollars last year. Yeah, they did well. So the um, link is firstgiving.com forward slash dismud two thousand ten dismud. Right now, we have two teams. Two teams of two. That's what it is. It's uh, two teams of two go through a six to seven mile off-road course with five obstacles, and they do get muddy. <laughs> and, yeah, this is really, really cool what these guys do. What, what day is the Muddy Buddy Challenge? Do we know? May 8th. May 8th. Mother's Day, isn't it? Mother's Day yes. again. Mother's that's Day. right after we get back from Europe. Yeah, that's why I'm not doing it. No. After wow. Atlantic flight. That, was, just, his, that was his excuse to not do excuse? it. excuse? We'll see what he comes up with for next year. <laughs> no, I was talking to David. We were going to do it, but... Uh, but darn, you're going to Europe. Yeah. Darn, you're going to spend two weeks in the Now that ruined everything, so I can't. <laughs> really? 
So we're going to have links to that in the show notes, show notes page at uh, podcast.wdwinfo.com. That's where you will find links to everything we talk about on the show. And uh, please, 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 please show them your support, even if it's only a couple dollars. Every little bit helps. It all goes to Give Kids the World. And if you're not familiar with what Give Kids the World is, it's where a lot of Make-A-Wish children who have wishes to come to Disney World, that's where they stay. This village, this beautiful village was created specifically for these children. And the work they do is amazing. We had a great fundraiser last year. We're going to have another one a little later on this year that's going to blow your minds. Oh, cool. Blow your minds. But I'm not ready to announce it yet. So please go help out the Muddy Buddies. Raise some money. Let's see if we can beat last year's, last year's totals. And next week, we're going to be doing our first Stump the Roundtable in quite a long time. And these guys have sent in some awesome, awesome stuff. Oh, no. If you, if, if you want to, uh, here's how it works. You, you send us, send me a question you think that's going to stump the round table. You also need to provide me with the answer. So I can, if I ask them, I know what, if it's right. <laughs> Go look at Wikipedia. <laughs> so uh, provide me with a question and answer to Pete at WDWinfo.com. If we use your Stump the Roundtable question and you, in fact, stump the roundtable, you get a $25 Disney gift card. Pete, is, have they sent anything in that you didn't know the answer to? There's a lot of things I didn't know the really? answer to. Oh, yeah. okay. He said they're now, some, of really these, some of the ones that are coming in are obscenely ridiculous. Uh, and, and they're too hard. No one would know the answer. They have to be somewhat reasonable. Like what? I mean, I'm not going okay. to go Can into we that. bring our laptops? Can we go? <laughs> really? no, absolutely not. Absolutely How fast not. can you Google? We've been, over this. We've been over this a million times. There will be no laptops open. There will be none of that going on. You either know it or you don't. Can we phone a friend? No. <laughs> so that's going to be in next week's show. And also next week, uh, actually going up on Monday, we will have our first Universal Orlando show in quite a while. We're going to be doing these the last Monday of every month. They'll be going up. And we'll be talking about a lot of things. I'll have my review of the Royal Pacific. We're going to have animal expert Corinne Fry. Joining us talking about the incident with uh, Tillicum, the whale, the killer whale at SeaWorld that was involved in the unfortunate incident last uh, few weeks back. And lots of other stuff we're going to be talking about as well. If you have any questions about Universal Orlando that you would like to ask on the show, just send those into podcast at wdwinfo.com. And as always, if we read your email on the show, you will get your choice of a Diz Unplugged t shirt or a pin and lanyard. And you will also be in the draw- the once a month drawing we do for a shot at the prize matron. Ooh. <laughs> you can win all sorts of cool prizes. So now this is normally the point in the show where I would turn the news over to John, but since he's not here, I will do the news. Yay! Not yay that John's not here. Yay! I always enjoy doing the news. All right, our first news story this week: actor and Disney legend Fess Parker dies at the age of eighty-five. Fess Parker passed away on Thursday, March 18th at the age of 85 in his Santa Inez Valley, Y-N-E-Z. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Home, and he died of natural causes. Mr. Parker was best known for his role as television's Davy Crockett, which debuted in December 1954 as part of the Disneyland TV show, while only five episodes of the series aired as segments in 1954 and 55. They were later re-edited 
and packaged into the theatrical releases Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, and Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. In the 1960s, Mr. Parker played the role of Daniel Boone in a TV adventure series and then retired from show business. He opened a few hotels and an award-winning winery in California, which is still run by his children. Robert Iger, president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company, issued the following statement, quote, Like many kids growing up in the 50s, Davy Crockett was my first hero, and I had the coonskin cap to prove it. Fess Parker's unforgettable, exciting, and admirable performance as this American icon has remained with me all these years, as it has for millions of fans around the world. Fess is truly a Disney legend and is the heroic character he portrayed, and while he will certainly be missed, he will never be forgotten. Hmm. So, I had a Davy Crockett gun. I think I bought it from a... Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Really? One of those little snap guns, you know. Right. But it was long. It was I remember fun. him as Daniel Boone on TV. I remember him vaguely. You know, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm too young. <laughs> okay. Remember. Well, from the 50s especially. Yeah. Well, I don't remember the 50s, but I remember. Yes, you do. He was Daniel Boone in the 60s, so I remember that. Yes, you remember the 50s. I do. Your Pre-birth. Teen, your teenage years. <laughs> so, all right, our next news story. Universal attendance drops 12%. I have a feeling this is the last time we're going to be reporting this particular yeah, type really. of story <laughs> for Universal for quite some time. Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure announced on Friday that park attendance for 2009 totaled 9.3 million visitors, a 12% drop from 2008's 10.6 million attendees. The bright spot in Friday's report was that attendance drops for the last quarter of 2009 were not as severe as the first nine months, down to 2.3 million attendees from 2.4 in the last year period, a drop of only 4%. Attendance figures are expected to increase in 2010 with the announcement of the official opening date for its new Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which is scheduled for noon on Thursday, March 25th. Universal Orlando, that's the announcement scheduled for Thursday, March 25th, not the actual opening. Universal Orlando has already started selling vacation packages with an arrival date of May 28, 2010, to promote the new attraction. The packages will include breakfast at the Three Broomsticks restaurant, a souvenir ticket uh, for uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and uh, express entry into the park, early entry into the park, one hour early before hmm. uh, other guests are allowed in. Correct. What type of souvenir ticket? Is it going to come flying through your window in an envelope <laughs> or something? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Well, also, I want to add. I want to add that Universal has specifically announced that May twenty eighth is not the official grand opening date for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Really? So, well, we know it's going. You know, we know, we know it will be open by then. The grand opening is going to be before that. I'm almost positive. Wow. I'm almost positive. I don't have that on any authority. I just it's a gut feeling. I would think they need to get all the kinks worked out before they start. Uh, I will be surprised. With this package. I'm going to be surprised. If it's not open for a soft opening in the next two to three weeks, mm-hmm. honestly, I'll be shocked. There were rumors that was supposed to have a soft opening this past weekend, but I haven't heard that anybody did it, so they mustn't have done it. Yeah, but they're getting close. Yeah. They're getting close. Those crews have been working like crazy to get this ready. Yeah, the mm-hmm. local news channels are flying overhead yeah. saying, oh, yeah. look how bright this <laughs> land is. Look how not colorful this one is. <laughs> So we will find out for, for sure Thursday, the 25th at noon. Uh, we're going to have a link on the show notes page to where that 
announcement can be viewed. They're doing a simulcast on the web. So we will make sure we include a link to that on the show notes page. And that's going to be crazy, too. Everybody trying to get on the web. I didn't think about that. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And our final news story this week from the Orlando Sentinel, Disney denies fault in monorail crash. Walt Disney World is not admitting any fault in the death of a monorail driver who was killed in a collision at the theme park last summer, according to documents filed in Orange County Court. Lawyers for Christine Wannenberg blame Disney for reckless conduct that led to a July 5th crash that killed her son, 20-year-old, 21-year-old Austin Wannenberg, a Disney monorail pilot. The suit was filed in January. Disney did acknowledge some details raised in the suit, such as, before the collision, the monorail shop panel operator incorrectly reported that a track switch had been realigned properly. It also admitted that the monorail pilot was told to go in reverse. The track switched and was never realigned, causing a train to go back down the Epcot line and into the monorail driven by Wannenberg. The accident occurred around 2 a.m. as the first monorail tried to transfer from the resort's Epcot line to a short spur that leads to a Magic Kingdom line and onto the system's maintenance bay. Disney also reported the monorail coordinator requested to leave work because of an illness. The manager, who was at a restaurant with other Disney workers, granted the request and assumed the coordinator's duties via radio. One issue raised in the suit deals with Disney's policy of having monorail pilots drive from the front cabin even when moving the trains through track switches. According to a seven-page response, Disney request is, is requesting a trial by jury. Hmm. I had no doubt that Disney was going to fight this, this lawsuit. And, of course, it remains to be seen what a court or a jury will come up with. But I think they are opening themselves up because one of the things that's going around is that part of this is a result of all the cutbacks in staff, not having enough staff. I can't, you know, I can't say who I think is right, who I think is wrong, but because I don't know the facts. You know, that's going to come out in court. But I got to tell you, I think I just, I mean, it'll all come out in, in court, but I think Disney's opening themselves up to having some stuff discussed on pub, in public record yeah. that they probably don't right. want discussed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any way they're going to come out of this looking good. I really don't. Wouldn't you like to be on, I mean, I get picked for jury duty all the time. That would be one that would be interesting. Yeah, you'd get disqualified. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so don't, you I, think, don't you I think they're going to have a hard time finding people that here? Well, maybe no, not in Orlando. I guess there's a lot of people here that don't. I think there's a lot of people. I mean, that, I mean, people know about it. Doesn't mean they're going to be biased by it, though. Yeah. I think you know, if any of us got called, what do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah. Watch what Disney does. Uh, so that would be a that might be a, an issue. But I, I, when I saw that, I sort of thought maybe they were doing that to play on the sympathies, you know, rather than just having like a judge say, "Okay, it's you. You are responsible." That they had a little more flexibility by having a jury trial. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, Disney's got some great lawyers. Oh, yeah. I thought juries were normally more generous than... Uh, Usually, yeah, that's, that was always my thought. That's what I thought. But, you know, well, we'll maybe see. They, they get a chance to plead their case, although I don't know what their what case, case is going to be, really. So we'll see. Time we'll will see. tell. All right, that'll do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go first? I will. 
The Diamond Horseshoe at the Magic Kingdom will be open from March 27th through April April 7th, 2010 for all you care to eat meal. It will be open from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. daily. You can make reservations by calling 407-WDW-DINE or you can get reservations online. I have never seen the Diamond Horseshoe Review. Well, they don't do the show. You just get the food. It's just food. It's just oh, they're not the doing the show? Nope. Well, what's, what, what's the what's review What's the point? Then? It's, it's just, just an all you can eat location. All you can eat food. Yep. Are we sure they're not doing the show? Yeah, positive. You know. Oh my god. What is wrong with them? Mm-hmm. What did, is wrong with them? They had it open for free dining in the fall because Katie and I went over and did it. Oh, and all you did no was point. get your food, right? There's no there was point no going show. In. There's no show. No, no show. And it's the same food as Liberty Tree Tavern, mm. but they put a Western name. <laughs> oh my <Totally>. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, <laughs> is there so going to be the, the guy on the stage with the piano? I know for the, a lot of the special this, events, there's this a is guy what I don't playing. understand. This is what I do not understand. When they phone it in like this, come up with a damn menu for the love of God! Mm-hmm. Come up with a menu. So you're going to pedal. You're going to pedal the half baked crap. Yankee Pot from the from the Liberty it's Tree a, Tavern. It's like a buffet. There was like. Turkey and macaroni and cheese and so what's the food? An apple, Same food. An apple cobbler type of a thing, but they put tablecloths on. I mean, it looked really nice, and they, you get a salad. God forbid for a busy period they revive the show and put on mm-hmm. and put out a different buffet. You know, I'd love to see the show. I've phoning it in it. Magic Kingdom, phoning it in. It That's still takes the definition place at of Disneyland, it. though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but not here. No. Not here. Just uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, Walter. Thank you very much. Corey. Um, The celebrities and film artists have been released for Star Wars Weekends. Uh, Star Wars Weekends takes place May 21st, select dates through uh, May 21st through June 13th. It takes place at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's a whole big thing that they do for Star Wars. They have a parade. They have autograph opportunities and a whole bunch of other things. Well, they've listed the cele- a lot of a, a lot of virgins in costume, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Star Wars fanatics. Um, May twenty first through May twenty third, um, Tamura Morrison, uh, Daniel Logan. He's young Boba Fett um, from Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. Dee Bradley. He's a voice actor, best known for his work: uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Phineas and Ferb, American Dad, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, Halo, and Avatar. Uh, May twenty eighth through May 30th, Matthew Wood. He's a voice actor also. Lauren Peterson. It's a veritable who's that? <laughs> Lauren Peterson, uh, visual, visual effects. Tom Kane, prominent American voice actor as Yoda. So, you know, I don't know if he'll be signing autographs in his Yoda voice. Uh, June 4th. Yeah, but the original voice of Yoda was... Uh, oh, was, um, um, was it Mel Blanc? I'm almost positive. It was, was like it? Frank Oz. Oh, yeah. Frank Oz. I'm sorry. Not, not Mel Blanc. That was Bugs Bunny. Mel Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs four- Bunny, Yoda. Uh, June 4th or the 6th, Billy D. Williams. Okay. Oh, we all know who he is. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Ray Park. He's a stuntman and martial artist. Isn't he doing diaper commercials now or something? <laughs> Billy D. Billy D. <laughs> I haven't seen it if he is. Don't tickle me. I'll wet myself. <laughs> uh, and Dave Filoni, he's the director of Star Wars, the, the Clone Wars. 
and June third, June eleventh through the thirteenth, Ray Park again. Uh, Peter Mayhew. Yeah, uh, well, that'd be good. Yeah, Dave Parfit did an interview. He did a with blog him. and an yeah. interview with him, so we'll have to link to that. Really good interview. And James Arnold Taylor, he's the current voice uh, for Fred Flintstone and Obi Wan Kenobi. So those are your celebrities slash film artists. And if you're up. coming down and you want autographs, they line up really early in the morning. You got You have to get a pass to, to get your. You get like a fast pass to get autographs. the autographs. Here's what I don't understand. Why can't they get Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher? I mean, Carrie Fisher, I believe, is like selling burgers at McDonald's. I mean, Mark Hamill, what was the last thing he did? Why can't it be? That would be a huge draw. People would no, come that would from. Be. Uh, that would be huge. I would go. Yeah, I'd go for I would that. go for that. I just don't. I mean, maybe there's a reason. Okay. They have the, Harrison Ford. Harris, well, oh, I'd go for that. Oh, yeah. I'd go Harrison for that. Ford. They would have to. Forget I'd camp about. out for that. I think out yeah. of all these people, the person I'd be interested to see is Dee Bradley, the the voice guy. Yeah. Who does all those uh, voices? Yeah, I don't know if he's SpongeBob, but he does voice. Uh, I think he's Squidward. Does voices for the show. <laughs> and Phineas and, a, and Ferb, didn't you say? An American Which is Dad, a really yeah. common, yeah, popular show now. Maybe Dave Parfit can get an interview with him and have him do all his voices. That'd be cool. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> really? You're listening, Dave. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Corey. <laughs> Teresa. Jack Hanna Weekend is coming April 16th to the 18th at SeaWorld and Bush Gardens. They welcome celebrity animal expert Jack Hanna for an Earth Day celebration. Jungle Jack recognized world over for his deep knowledge and boundless enthusiasm for wild animals and wildlife conservation. Be special shows and exclusive close-up encounters. You can also have breakfast with Jack while he's there. Filled spaces limited. And where um, is this? This is at SeaWorld. That'd be cool. Breakfast with Jack Hanna? How yeah. much is that? Do you know? I do know. It's $18 for adults and 16 for That's kids. That's not bad. Wow. Are you kidding? That's wow. very Maybe he's doing diaper commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, he still has a show that comes on yeah. Sunday morning I love Jack Hanna, yeah. Yeah, so do I. Really boring that you made me watch? Jackie. That was your father. <laughs> Somebody made me watch it every Sunday, just... right after na- right after lunch. Wow, Jack Hanna. Wow. You know, Jack Hanna really emerged. You know, I've always knew about Jack Hanna, but after Steve Irwin died, he became the yeah. Oh, yeah. the yeah. main person with right. animals. But he's always remember him on the Tonight Show. Oh, he's been around. Oh yeah, he's, oh, yeah. he's yeah, been on he's more been shows. Around, yeah. Always San Diego. But um, breakfast is a fun filled. Buffet breakfast with Jack Hanna. Only 18 bucks. Okay, fun filled yeah. and Jack Hanna. Meat. Well, that might, yeah, be, that yeah, might that be overselling it a bit. But, but when does it start? Um, April 16th to the 18th. Damn, we're not here for it. We're in California with the Adventures by Disney tour. I might have to sign up for this. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to take a uh, trip. I don't know. I think it's, it, he's always there. He comes back frequently. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time, and maybe they've done it before, the breakfast. And plus it's Earth Day. Is so he serving be, breakfast? Probably not. <laughs> yes, he's serving won't. the animals. Yeah. <laughs> he's making the omelets. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. That's great. No, that, that if, if I was if we were home for that, I would, I would so be there. So April sixteenth to the eighteenth, eighteen dollars mm-hmm. at SeaWorld. Have breakfast with Jack Hanna. Really cool. It still looks good too. Like a little picture. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you for that, Teresa. You're welcome. Kathy Worley. Disney debuted last weekend a new monorail. They repainted the monorail. To it looks so cool, too. Doesn't it? It, it looks does. so cool. Did you cool. see it yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, they've painted it in tribute to the movie Tron. There's a new version of the movie coming out in December. And the monorail only goes between Epcot and the Ticket and Transportation Center. But when you see it coming, 
it just fits in so well in Epcot. Oh, yeah. It comes about every 15 minutes because we stood there several times to see the cycle of the the Tron monorail come through. And we've got pictures up on the website of what it looks like. And some people are upset that, you know, that's like Disney advertising. But I don't see that that's any different than the ones with the balloons all over. Yeah, that's advertising also. I yeah. posted this photo um, to, to your photo gallery, Kathy, on Facebook. And... <laughs> A lot of, I do not like that. Boo, neither do I. Very ugly. Dislike. No, dislike. Well, really? it's different. Different isn't always better. Yuck. It looks, it looks better in person. Not loving it. It does well, look better in person, though. Are I got to tell you, I, my mother was even like, oh, how pretty that mm-hmm. is. I really don't like it. See, a lot of these people are seeing it from the photos. And my mother so. wouldn't know Tron if she tripped over Tron. <laughs> no, so. <she> Yuck. <laughs> I hate it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you have a few, but... The majority of the people are just like gross. Wow! Just like, no. They don't like change, maybe. Huh? No, this is not a group that embraces change. No, no. no. I, I can't count myself among them with a lot of things. I am but. tired of the balloons on all the transportation, though. You huh? know the on the buses and the you know what, the balloons on the windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. they're on everything. I know. I don't. I'm over that. All right. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. Um, I want to talk about, uh, for my rapid fire, briefly, my experience activating my Premier Passport. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, right. What fun that was. Oh, it, well, you know, actually, uh, we went to Hollywood Studios on Saturday, and I brought the pass with me. Now, they told me, for those who are not familiar with the Premier Pass, this is for people who have both a premium annual Walt Disney World Pass and a premium annual Disneyland Pass. You automatically got sent this new pass, one pass that's good for both parks. They're selling for $700, which they say represents a savings of about $300 plus over buying them individually. I went into Hollywood Studios, brought in the pass. You have to present your current Disneyland, Disney World passes. And guest services had not seen one before. None of them had. Mm. And he's looking at it like, oh, Lord, what do we do with this? And it took them about 20 minutes Wow. Of making phone calls and going through books. They were very nice. They were just like, they, we haven't seen as one nice yet. As they, and I knew that going in. I knew yeah. going in. But isn't that sad that well, they don't know this? Well, they knew uh, about the pass. They just hadn't had one come through yet to activate. So they had to find out exactly what the proper procedure was. So he's probably up on the bulletin board now because he got to do the first one. He was all excited. Though. He was. Well, yeah. I, I mean, they. he was like, okay. We, you know, and he kept coming back out, apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. I'm like, look, it's cool. I understood going in. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. And they finally activated my pass and gave us uh, four fast passes for the day. Mm. Which, as it turns out, you know, I've got four fast passes on a really busy day at Hollywood Studios. I've got a 19 year old. That shocked me. I've got Teresa. I've got Walter. Let's go on Tower of Terror. No one would go on with me. No one. I was almost ready. I was almost ready to ride it four times by myself and just blow them the burn. Yeah, Max. (laughs) Yeah, Max. But I didn't. But I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad because I was at Epcot yesterday with my mother. Oh. Hadn't taken her to see Flowering Garden yet, and I really wanted to get over there with her. We had a great day. And I still had these passes, and I went into guest services and explained why I had gotten them. And said, is it possible I could just get them, you know, issued for here instead? And they did. They gave me a fast pass. Uh, They gave me a piece of paper good for one attraction that day for four people. 
Now I only had my mother and I, and my mother and I love Soren, which is hysterical because we're both petrified of heights. <laughs> but we love Soren, and she goes on it every time we go over. We go on Soren, and we're walking on. And I'm like, I feel bad because I've got these two extra fast passes that I can't use because only two of us. And I saw this guy and his son walking on as we were walking on. And I said, are you two by yourself? He's like looking at me like, yeah. I'm like, I've got a fast pass good for four people. It's only two of us. Come on. Because the wait time was like two hours. Wow. It always is. Yeah. And it was this really nice guy. He was a, uh, from, from uh, the UK, which I was like, cool. Yeah. And he was, he was from Liverpool. We had a really nice conversation. Uh, going, and he was so thankful. He was like, you know, this is like our last day here. And. Uh, we hadn't been able to get on this, and we were just going to go ahead and wait the two hours. I'm like, well, now you can wait 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, but I got to say that, you know, guest services really did, you know, they they were great. They were great. Yeah, but going back to the, uh, the card. No, having to put, I mean, that, that type of uh, promotion where, they, where you got the two cards. And they say there's only 600 people that applies to. There's only – it's one of the really? things he said to us. Yeah. There are only 600 people right now that actually have annual passes, premium annuals to both parks. So that's all it will hmm. affect is 600 people. Huh. So, well, right, well uh, of course, I mean, they're pricing this in such a way that they're hoping yeah, yeah. a lot more people buy it. Okay. I'll cut them some slack then. But at this point, 600 people have the pass. I'm like, really? I'm one of 600? It's like the board. <laughs> wow. You know, I know. I'm 11 like, of 600. I want to go back to y'all not wanting to ride Tower of Terror. What's I know, right? I don't know. Okay. Max, who will hop in a mosh pit at an alternative <laughs> grunge in rock a, concert, a won't ride Tower of Terror. <laughs> I like that falling feeling. It's I don't like that either. I did it once, and that was it. Never again. See, I'm not a spinning person. I can't. I just will not do the teacups. You're old. Oh, my God. Oh, no, I I it's just, just that spinning. You know. I just couldn't do it. I fell out of bed one time, and it freaked me out because I didn't know where the floor was. I get, you know, because you're asleep. Stop you drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I know I couldn't do this. You know, LSD. He's <laughs> up on the moonshine there, uh, Teresa. I fell out of bed and I didn't know where the floor was. Well, you know was. that falling feeling? It's like, oh, and then, you know, well, I don't want to. No, no, I'm not I, doing I, it. That's got to be a sound bite. I fell out of bed and didn't know where the floor was. <laughs> you found so, out quickly. I had a reason. I'm old. All right. That'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment, Teresa Eccles as her discount segment for the month of March. What have you found, Teresa? Well, um, this month I did it. I'm going to approach it a little bit differently. I've split it up into six different categories. Um, the first category is hotel and resort discounts that I found. And the ones that I have are from Dreams Unlimited Travel, which we do have a financial relationship with them. But you get the yeah, best ex- deals. Especially me, since I'm right. part owner in it. So, But, you know, we got the best deals, so... Cool, right? <laughs> and yeah, we only, uh, uh, you know, just so everybody understands, yes, I'm an owner in Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, the contracts with the off property hotels I've negotiated. And I can tell you the only reason they're there the, is the only reason their Dreams will have anything to do with these hotels is because they give us really good, aggressive pricing and they meet the high standard that I set in terms of what I let my mother stay there. These are all unique hotels. This is why we don't have 50 hotels listed on the site. Right. We're very, very cautious about which ones we select, and we have a good working relationship with them. So we do have a a financial relationship, but that's not why they're being mentioned. They've actually, in this case, we've got two really good deals coming up. Really, three. I want to mention the one about the um, $300 uh, booklet 
at uh, Sheraton Vistana Resort. I want to start with that. Um, it's a special no-housekeeping offer. You get three-night package in a two-bedroom villa, and it includes an added booklet valued at over $300. The booklet contains um, $50 vacation dollars, same as cash, to use at the resort, a free root beer float from A&W Food Court, buy one, get one free at Starbucks at the Marketplace, 20% off Boar's Head meats and cheese from the Marketplace, buy one, get one free Edie's ice cream, free dessert with two deli sandwiches at the Marketplace, free bingo cards, um, two-for-one casino night entries, $10 off a regular massage, or $5 off poolside massage, and two-for-one crafts. Now, this... Um, the rates are available for some nights. Um, well, it started in February up until the 25th, and then it picks up again um, April 11th to May 26th, $349 for three nights. That's 116 per night. For a two-bedroom. For a two-bedroom. And wow. that includes the booklet. Three-night three, three night minimum stay. So, wow. Yeah, it's a that, good deal. That's a deal. So um, to get that, there's a discount code. It's D-U-N-S-P-K-G. You can call 866-208-0003 to book that package. That does not include housekeeping. You can, you can add that in later at an additional rate. And these will, be on the, uh, these will be on the show notes page as well. Okay. And then also at Sheraton Vistana Villages, the vill- at the villa, which we were over there the other day, and they're beautiful. Gorgeous. They gorgeous, gorgeous property. This is on My International God. Drive. Um, starting today, we're offering a, or they're offering a fully furnished villa equipped with separate living room, um, dining bedroom areas, fully equipped kitchen, kitchenette, two bedroom villa sleeps up to eight people. If you book it by March 31st and travel between a- April 11th and June 10th of this year, three night one bedroom is 199 for three nights. For three nights, so that's 66 bucks and some change per night for a one bedroom Whoa. villa. Yeah, no, and and I got to tell you, they're gorgeous. <laughs> if if I if I hadn't seen these places with my own eyes, I would think, okay, these places are a dump. They're gorgeous. They're Granite countertops. Absolutely Everything is beautiful. top of the line. I oh mean, my it really wow. kitchen. So it would be. These are, and, awesome. and again, you know, I feel uncomfortable almost. I mean, Teresa and I have been going back and forth all week whether or not to include this in the show because I really don't like talking about stuff that we have. It sounds like we're just trying to sell it. I know. It's a deal. Really, I swear on all things holy, I'm not. This is why we don't do it all the time on the show. But when there is something special, it's a good deal. I do want to mention it. And I'm telling you right now, $66 a night. For the th- for a three night package for one bed two bedroom is two fifty nine for three nights which is eighty six and some change and it's these are gorgeous <laughs> these are gorgeous I we were just there we were just over there the other day they look like high end condos yeah. they do that's exactly what it made me think now of. understand both of, uh, Sheridan Vistana is a timeshare and no you are not pitched timeshares from the minute you walk in to the minute you leave they're not like that I would never sell them if they were I can't stand that but uh, what they do is when you know, timeshares aren't when when owners aren't using them, they rent them out as like hotel rooms. But because of the timeshare setup, they're able to get these get these great rates, and it's awesome. It's they got a new pool area with a pirate ship, which I thought was beautiful, with now, a little tiny slide. Sheridan Vistana Resort is actually closer to Disney, slightly closer to Disney than Villages. Villages is over on International Drive. It's actually not far from SeaWorld. Yeah, it's fairly close to SeaWorld. Bare, you, know, you can see SeaWorld. You can see SeaWorld yeah. from there. 
But that's still not bad. It's that's not, not far. And yeah, and it's yeah, four and miles. Yeah. It's four, yeah, it's four oh, miles to Disney. But the thing, you get eight people in that two-bedroom. That's just over 10 bucks a person per night. Oh, I my mean, God. I want to add that. If you this, think about it that way. This special also does not include housekeeping. No, it does. And that's yes. how they're really getting these rates really, really low. Um, you have the option to add housekeeping. And you also have you also have a washer and dryer in the unit. So yeah. I mean, if you yeah. really want to clean your sheets, I guess yeah. you could, but... But you can add housekeeping. Say you're say you're there for four days, and the third day you're like, I really want a housekeeper to come in. You can add it. It's uh, forty five dollars, so it gives you the option. Yep. But book the lowest rate and. But there's lots of people later. who don't like housekeeping when they stay at Disney, so this would be yeah. perfect. And look at the rates. Be just like home, no housekeeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's lots of times where we just see the person and say, "We need towels," right? Or yeah. we just need no, more soap. But they don't come in and clean because. We sleep all day. I mean, sometimes yeah. we take naps during the day, and we just don't want to be disturbed. Leave us alone. Yeah. Leave us alone. Yeah. So anyway, that, to me, is just a cool, cool thing. The third thing I want to talk about under hotels and resorts is Buena Vista Suites. Right now, um, running now for the next two weeks, we have a, uh, if you book through Dreams, you get a... Uh, minimum of four nights. Minimum of four nights. You receive a $25 Disney gift card. And this is travel um, May 1st through September 30th. New reservations only. Most nights are $88. All of September at this point is $85 a night. I know. Wow. $85 a night. That, and, and that's full buffet breakfast, shuttles to the park hourly starting at Yeah, that at includes o'clock. a full buffet breakfast for everybody in your party. And the usual butter. <laughs> yep. Wow. $85 a night. And that'll sleep up to six. Five adults and one child comfortably or six adults. Anybody anybody that's been following me on my Facebook page has been seeing little updates from these hotels. This is what I've been doing, like beating them up to give us like really good really I saw good the rates. pictures of this hotel. <gasps> this one's gorgeous. Absolutely. They're really, I got to tell you, they, they just, uh, uh, Buena Vista Suites just did a, a rehab. Mm-hmm. And they really do, did those rooms beautiful. Those beds are so nice. And there's really an, actual, elegant. an actual door between the bedroom and the, the living area. Oh, okay. So you can go to sleep if someone else wants to step and watch TV. Oh, that's Which good. I like because, you know, Kelvin's going to be in there with the door shut, sleeping. Max is going to be up in the sitting area watching TV all night, ordering room service, no doubt. Playing this loud, loud music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this hotel is real close to property. Too. Oh yeah, I it's mean, on you, I Drive. It's like a mile. Yeah, no, it's only a mile from property. Yeah. Yeah, but cool. So that's what I have for hotel and resort discounts. My next section is going to be theme park discounts and specials. And with this, I turned to SeaWorld to see what they had. And Orlando visitors to SeaWorld right now can get two parks, SeaWorld and Busch Gardens, for ninety nine ninety five. If you book this online, um. You're going to get the length of stay benefits, allows unlimited admission during your vacation, so you can come and go as you please at no extra charge. Wait a second, $99. $99.95. And that's for SeaWorld Orlando and Busch Gardens mm-hmm. in Tampa. And it's a, you get a free round-trip transportation on their shuttle to Busch Gardens. Get out. Are you serious? When you say book online, through SeaWorld's website? Through SeaWorld's okay. website. Yeah. We'll have links to all this stuff on the show notes page. A shuttle wow. to Bush Gardens. That yes. would be neat. I and, and your ticket is good for 14 days. It's two parks. Let's see. Let me read this right. Um, available online only. Both SeaWorld and Bush Gardens at your leisure. Our unique length of stay benefit allows unlimited admission during your vacation. So you can come and go as you please at no extra charge. Includes a free round-trip transportation on their shuttle for a short ride to Bush Gardens in Tampa. Okay. Short ride is 90 minutes. Well, still. <laughs> so it's just, not your car. It's not your gas. No, absolutely. You're getting there. 
Um, e-ticket allows you to print your, print your ticket at home and go straight to the turnstiles. And this expires 14 days after you first use it. Um, another thing, another option for Orlando visitors is the One Park SeaWorld ticket. It's available if you buy it online, $68.95 for adult or child. It gives you uh, one visit at SeaWorld anytime within the first one, when you purchase it. Plus, it gives you a second visit within seven days. So, say you want to go to SeaWorld twice, you pay sixty-eight ninety-five, and you're going to get two days at SeaWorld. Now, I've never been down to Bush Gardens though, and I'm I keep saying I've got to get down there. Everybody who goes down there says you know it's really I know. it's beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. Have I you been? I've never been. Never. Been. I haven't been there in years. It's got to be. We got to do a day trip. Just got to do a day trip and go down and see it. No, it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's looking back. at me like, no, no. I no, I thought Tampa. day trip. I'm like, he's waiting for the high-speed rail. We can't get a hotel or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, just go there and camp. The third option is a three-park for one hundred nine ninety five for adults or children, SeaWorld, Aquatica, and Bush Gardens. This is the same as the others. Um, you're going to get your round-trip transportation on the shuttle to Bush Gardens in Tampa. It's good. Expires 14 days after first use. Unlimited visits back and forth within that 14 days. If I'm reading this correctly and I printed this right off their website, come and go as you please at no extra charge. Yeah. Kids would love that. Over a 14-day period. That's, that's pretty nice. Okay. Now, SeaWorld for Florida and Georgia residents. Have they always had Georgia residents on there or is this something new? I don't know. I don't know. I, I had looked before for Florida residents, but I'd never... I've seen Florida. I It jumped out at me that it was Georgia residents also this time. For sixty nine ninety five, well, I lived in Georgia, you know, and it's a neighboring state, so it's close for them to come down to. Sixty nine ninety five, adult or child, you're going to get the pay for less than a day and come back all year. So sixty nine ninety five right now, and you can come back wow. as often as you want till December thirty first. Wow, that's a nice deal. They do that. Um, they do that pretty often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, it is. It's, or it's great. It's a cool deal. I mean, because you're going to, you know, you can come back for the Halloween. You can come back for Jack Hanna, Polar Express, New Year's Eve. Oh, that's right. My my SeaWorld annual gets me into Bush Gardens. Correct. Yours Ooh. does everything. So I got. So I always mm. have to get like the super duper premium. I'm a bad like that. Mm. He's bad like that. He is. <laughs> Shut up. I have the one that makes me park my own car. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I get uh, I get free like Shamu parking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this fun pass expires at the end of the year on twelve thirty one. But if you're going to go more than once. This is the way to go you if you're a Florida well, yeah. or Georgia resident. You might as well, yeah. So I thought that was cool for SeaWorld. That is cool. That is. Now, my next section is dining deals and tips. Well, theme parks, discounts. Oh, that's right. You're forgetting um, something. I forgot something. Disney World right now for annual pass holders are receiving, the regular pass holders receiving 10% off merchandise and some food, Pete? Is that the way it was? Uh, it was just for merchandise. Just for merchandise? For me yesterday, anyway. Okay, and 20% for premium pass holders. And i got to tell you, being able to pull out my annual pass and get 20% at Mouse Gear, 20% at the kiosk at, uh, you know, for Flower and Garden, it was like, oh, my God, wow. I've forgotten what this felt like because it's been so long. Usually the only discount you're going to get is at Downtown Disney in the in, in the world of Mickey store um, or the world of Disney store. And this was really cool. And, yeah, I think they, they were telling me through May 2nd through they're May doing 2nd. this. But you have to ask right. for it. I was going to say you don't have they to offer it. They are not offering it up. The only way I even knew about it was because at one of the flower and garden kiosks, one of the women said, do you have an annual pass? I said, I have the annual pass. And, of course, pulled out my 
super and magical. One started bowing, and, and they did. They all started scraping and bowing, <laughs> and they run it through. And like premium annual, it's twenty percent, and well, for regular annual, it's ten percent. Wow! Does Will you take me over there before no. my second? And take me <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Take Stella over there, soon? I'll take Stella. Okay. I'm sure there's some disclaimer in there too that not all the shops participate, but I would ask at every shop. We got oh, it yeah, at absolutely. we got it at Twinings in okay. the UK. Oh really? We got it oh, at for the, tea and yeah. stuff. Wow. We got it at uh whatchamacallit? We got it at oh, uh, the I, I kiosk for flower and garden. I was getting twenty percent off everything at the kiosk for flower and garden, and I got twenty percent off at Mouse Gear, everything we bought. Mm. Okay, so my next section is dining deals and tips and a cool Kids eat free place that we found is the Hilton on Bonnet Creek at their Harvest Bistro. Kids 12 and under eat free. Two kids 12 and under eat free with one adult. Wow. And you don't have wow. to be staying there. And you don't have to be staying there. When you told me that, I, I found that hard to believe. Really. I went to their website and checked it out. They have breakfast buffets. Um, breakfast we actually buffets. asked them like twice while we, we were did. there. We did. We asked. <laughs> I checked their website. I even called back. Um, they've got a breakfast buffet for $19 for adults. So say, okay, two adults, mom and dad, go. Or dad and dad, mom and mom, I don't care. You go, 20 bucks. <laughs> Heather has two mommies. <laughs> so you got 40 bucks. But say you got four kids. Still only 40 bucks. I know. Yeah. You know, so, wow. wow. But they're open daily, 7 a.m. to 2.30 and 5.30 to 10 daily. And I printed their menu out. They've got some really good-looking... You know. Now, is this for all meals or just for breakfast? Um, bre- they're not op- well breakfast and dinner. So, oh my god! Organic beef cheeseburger, pulled pork sandwich. I mean, yeah, that menu looks pretty good. Organic beef steak, thirty one dollars. Some of it's a little pricey, but still, your kids aren't. You're not paying for your kids. You're not paying right. for kids. So, and you know, so, some eleven year olds can put it away. And what is it? Twelve and under. Twelve and under. So twelve and under. Two kids for every one full-paying For adult. one full-paying entree. It's amazing. Now, you do have to pay for parking there. I don't remember offhand what it is. I want to say. It's like 10 or $12. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. But still, you know, it's something different. And it's on property, technically. It right? is. This is at yeah. the Bonnet Creek Resort. For those who aren't familiar with it, it's between uh, it's between downtown Disney and like the, like where the Swan Dolphin are. Right. And it's on the, you know, as you're going... It's like next to Caribbean Beach. Right. It's exactly. That's, that's yeah. even better. It's right next to Caribbean Beach. It's, uh, you see Bonnet Creek Resort, and that's where it is. This is where the Waldorf Astoria is and the Hilton. Those are the two newest ones they just built. But here's some of the kids offering um, that would, they would eat free. Grilled chicken or salmon. Kids macaroni and cheese. Um, of course, the chicken fingers served with honey mustard and french fries. Pizza. I mean, there's all kinds of... And breakfast mm. looks like just... Wonderful, wonderful. So I thought that was cool. I'm going to go over there and check it out. I only have one child that qualifies, but I'll she's go going to eat free. <laughs> <laughs> I will not take my other children. They'll save me even more money. So the next thing, this is kind of a bizarre little thing. I found some interesting little tips for eating out for less. Um, one of them, a study shows that diners are more apt to remember the first two or the last two items on the menu. And that is where the restaurants usually place the dishes with the highest profit margins, either the end at the top of the menu or the bottom of the really? menu. Really? Yes. The stuff in the middle is going to be cheaper. I've never heard that. And I also read in the same study, most people focus on the first right-hand page of the menu 
And this is where they place the high-end dishes that cost the restaurant a little to make and a lot for you to eat. That's where I go. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Now it's, it's, yeah, it is. It's where you go. And it's, that's where they're going to have the pictures. But you know what? It's, it says, go ahead and be cheap. Studies show that people are hesitant to order the lowest price item on the menu for, fearing, for fear of appearing cheap. Restaurants often make the most profit from the second lowest menu item. So say something's 10 bucks and something's 12 bucks. Go the $10 one is going to doesn't have necessarily have to be the worst price item just cuz it's cheapest it might be better cuz they're going to make more profit on the second one cuz you're not going to go to that bottom you're going to say mm, I don't want to be too cheap let's go to the let's let's go spend $12. $12. And that's usually going to mm-hmm. be wow and you know I, it makes sense mm-hmm. I never thought about the psychology of menus. <laughs> And but it particularly comes in, comes um, with wine. They said lowest cost doesn't doesn't lowest doesn't mean lowest quality and can be your best bargain. So wow, wine, interesting. Picking wine is like an art. So I I have no idea. I'd have to bring Corey. Corey but she you know, knows that how to do that. Brings a whole new thing. I've been out of the wine game out. for nine months. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, look at the menu and see. You know, five minutes after this baby is born, he's going to be corking <laughs> a bottle of wine. I did ask her if they allow wine <laughs> in the hospital. She gave me a funny look. But I do know I have to go get her sushi on Friday. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been waiting. She's ready. So. That'll be well, nice. that's really interesting. Anyway, it's just yeah. interesting I, little tidbits of, you know, when you open the menu, think about it. You're going to look at the first two. You're going to start at the top and look at the first two items. You're going to remember those because they're, they're a specialty. You're going to look at the bottom because it's going to be the last thing you read. But it's the stuff in the middle is supposedly cheaper. Wow. So. Always ask which item comes out with the most food. I don't really care about how, how much it is. Just I'm really hungry. Which ones, you know. I don't care about quality. Over. I just want quantity. <laughs> <laughs> I just want lots of food. But, if you know, if it's a signature restaurant or someplace that you just want to go to, you want that experience, you can have that experience without getting the most expensive item. On the menu. Right. Or the cheapest, according to this interesting little study that I read. So. Wow. Anyway, that's my little dining tip for this week. My next segment in, in this segment within a segment is interesting websites and tips that I have found. The first one was called pinchingyourpennies.com. And within this website, there are forums for each state. Most I didn't count them. I'm assuming there was one for each state. And within that, you can go to pick your state you live in, pick the state you're going to. And within that, people have posted coupons, Tips about savings, hot deals, different ways to save money, whether you're going to that state or you live in that state. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It also has a, a travel forum highlighting travel and airline deals and saving tips for travel, which I thought was kind of cool. The other website I found was kidseatfree.com. And this is also listed by state. You can go to the state you live in, and they'll list all the restaurants in that state that have registered, I assume, with this website where your kids eat free. Oh, my. So, well, the, when I checked yesterday, the tip of the day for yesterday was if you're eating in a Mexican restaurant and they always bring you free chips, not to order nachos for your kids, which is, you know, a lot of cheese. Just get the, order the little cheese on the side, the, you know, the hot cheese and pour it on it. And you got yourself a cheap, uh, inexpensive appetizer for your kids. That's true. Well, it was kind of cool. You know, if you're trying to save a little money for your trip or, and you still want to eat out. Was interesting. That's the whole point behind the, behind this segment is you know finding ways to save money either at home or when you get here to help you with your trip, especially right now. You know it's a, it's an expensive vacation. Yeah, and 
you Mr. Know, Reese is finding out. I am, yes. It's a whole other world out there. But another, my next little interesting thing was I picked a thread off Disboards, and I picked this one off the budget board. And this one's called the Coupon Train. New riders welcome. I thought this was so cool. Um, there's several threads that are named Coupon Train. This one was started by, um, let's see, Shapu Owner. And she's the conductor of the train, which I think is so bizarre, but it's cool. Um, if you're interested in joining, you send her a private message, your address, your name, month and date of your birth, and your email address. And it's open to anybody interested in sending coupons to other members of the train. You send the coupons on Monday. You clip from Sunday's paper all the coupons you have. Monday, you put them in an envelope, and you send them off to the next person on the train. A couple of days, you're going to get an envelope full of coupons. From someone else. Wow. It's like a chain letter with coupons. I love how creative these guys got on the boards. So, it so, kills me. So get this. You get your envelope. You pick out what you want. You put in coupons that you're not using, and you send it on to the next person. <laughs> wow. Choo, choo. This is just so cool. I just love this. It's different. Really so different. that was kind of interesting. I want you to do it. I want you to join the train. Join the train? Cool. Why okay. do you need the birthday? I'm not sure. I, didn't, I was kind of uh, I why they want your Social Security number. month and date. Pin <laughs> <laughs> card. Bank but account. I'll join the train. I mean, I, I cut coupons. Now, whether I take them to the store when I go to the store is another, you know. So, all right. And the last little thing I want to talk about is something fun. And this month, I found five free things to do in Orlando. And some people are going to argue that nothing is truly free. Oh, and they need to be slapped. <laughs> But there are. Okay, here's something free. Go to the Peabody Hotel and watch the March of the Ducks. I have not done that. That is so cool. Yeah, twice it is. a day, little ducks I knew walk they, across they had the, the red carpet. The yeah, that's this cool. is yeah. This is part of the folklore for the Peabody. I know there's a story behind it. I don't know the story, but they have these ducks that are, you know, specially trained that you know do this little march like through the lobby and mm-hmm. up to the roof and. They have their own special. They put out a red carpet. Then they yeah, cook them for dinner. And There's a little duck. I don't know what he's called. The little guy that leads them out. I've, I've seen it in Little Rock. Yeah, but it's it's a whole big production. It's cool. It's cool. So that's free. Other than the gas to get you, but we're not going to talk about that. Now this is on International Drive. The Peabody. Yeah, the Peabody's yeah. on mm-hmm. I Drive, right across from the um, Orange County Convention Center. Okay. And the next thing is Monday. Harry P. Lou Gardens is free. Free admission. Up until twelve, I believe. Um, eight, not, yes, nine a.m. to noon. That's a fifty-acre botanical park featuring butterfly, butterfly gardens and largest Camilla connection collection in eastern North America. Also, it offers a free story time program for young kids on the third Monday of every month. Julie's been really. It's yeah. cool. She brought Paris. If you have people from out of town, that's a neat thing to do for free. Yeah, yeah. that's someplace I always free. take people. And it is gorgeous. It is the the gardens are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here's one that's and that's Disney. in downtown Orlando. Right. And here's one that's free at Disney. Go to Legoland. Or not Legoland. Um, Lego store at downtown Disney. Have the kids play with the Legos that are out front. Now, if you can get away without buying any. But still, it's a free little activity that you don't have to pay for. Mm -hmm. They can build and you can sit there as long as you want. Um, Number four on my list is order your free Orlando Magic Card, which provides up to $500 in savings at 87 Orlando area establishments, including restaurants, attractions, and other sightseeing. You can order that by calling 1-800-551-0181. That's the Convention and Visitors Bureau puts Mm -hmm. that out. 
So that's cool. A lot of interesting things on there. And the last one is go to Lake Eola Park. We love Lake Eola. Hang out. Doesn't cost you a thing. Every it's, Sunday they have like a um, like a farmer's market type thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's is it still cool. down at the uh, History Center? Um, I don't know where the History Center is, but it's right around where you used to live. That yeah, little, it's, uh, it's up a few blocks from where Yeah, I used there's a little live. park area where the kids play. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's right near the. Isn't that the history? Isn't that where the history center I, is? I think so. Yeah. It's like a farmers market. Yeah, they it's have cool. Artists that, that come out there and sell their work. It's really really nice. Uh, it's on every Sunday. Lake Eola is just full. And of, honestly, uh, these are the things that if you have been here twenty times, you know, at some point. Venture off property. And Go either, see some of what the locals do. No, it's a hidden gem. Downtown really Orlando. You know, the skyline's right there. And this is right on Central. This is right on yep. Central Boulevard in downtown Orlando. I think and that it, was one of the first places or the first place I took you that wasn't Disney. And if you'd like yeah. to take photos, I mean, this there are so many photo ops over there to take photos of your kids. <laughs> and I'd lived, I'd lived here uh, at the point that you and I met, Walter. I'd lived here three years. Yeah, had not done anything on Disney. Uh, he, we were walking around Lake Eola, and when I told him I'd never been there before, he was like stunned. And I'm like, "Well, it, it's not Disney or Universal, so I have no idea what's in this town." I could, you know, John. John used to joke that he had to drive to Disney to go someplace else because the only way he knew to get any place was from <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Starting mm-hmm. point. Um, so I mean, it was sad, but you know that is so typical, especially of the hardcore fan that's down here two and three times a year, even the one that comes every year and has come for 20 years, and never seen downtown Orlando or never seen Lou Gardens or never experienced some of this other stuff. I'm not even talking about the other theme parks. There's some really cool stuff to do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a segment we should, we should do sometime. Cool things to do non-Disney. Because some people come over and over and over, and there's a lot of neat things to do here, especially if you don't mind driving a little, little ways. Exactly. First time I went to Lake Eola was for Ferris's. Yeah, that walk. was my first time. Nobody oh lied, really? Yep. Yeah, that that's was where my first we, time. See, you see, we, we are we, we get these blinders on. Mm-hmm. We try to go every Sunday if we can. If it's nice out, you know, there are pe- there are people strolling their kids around, walking their dogs. It's just yeah, it's a, a really, really nice, nice place. I don't know why I've never thing. been I wish they there. Would free. fix the fountain though. I it's mean, free. Yeah, as soon as they get the fountain, the fountain got hit by. There's a great fountain in the middle of Lake Eola, but it got hit by lightning. Well, last Disney year. is donating a lot of uh, of the parts to fix it. That's what I thought. Disney mm-hmm. they have so many fountains. <laughs> yeah, they're donating a lot. So. So anyway, that's what I have for this week. Very Interesting, good. very odd and unusual. That's me. But cool. I thought that was cool. Something that was different. some great stuff. Yeah. It was. Some it was. really great stuff. It's, so. When you can surprise me, it's good. Okay. <laughs> you surprise. make saving fun, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's what it's all about. All right. Thank you very much for that, Teresa. We're going to move on to our next segment, Universal 101 for Disney fans. What you need to know before Harry Potter opens. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Universal is going to be announcing on Thursday, March 25th at noon. Eastern Time, uh, via a webcast on their website, the official opening date and details for The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now, i got to tell you, in my experience with Disney and Disney fans through the site, never, never, ever, ever in the 13 years I've had this site have I heard Disney fans so excited about going to Universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that we're seeing a lot of is a lot of you know, people just don't know about, you know, really anything really much at all about Universal. So I Correct. thought 
this is not going to be long. We are we're, we are doing a full show. Uh, it'll go up on Monday on Universal, but wanted to cover some of the things that I thought Disney fans should know before venturing into the unknown territory that is Universal Orlando. So let's start out with getting there. You basically really have two two options, three if you want to take a bus, but I don't recommend the bus. You can if you have a rental car, it's about a 20-minute drive up I4. It's exit 74A. We'll post a link on the show notes page to MapQuest where you can check out directions. It's really not hard to get to at all. Does anyone have any idea how many miles? Because I think a lot of people think um, is right next to Disney, and it's no, not right. No, next it's to about Disney. 50, I think it's about fifteen. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's about that because fifteen was, miles. It's about one inch on a map. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer to my house than Disney. So cool. It's yeah. It's uh, it's pretty it's, much it's not far though. It really no isn't. no no. It's, it's not bad. It's just it's some between think, Orlando and Disney. But what you need to understand if you are going to drive to uh, Universal Orlando, especially in the morning from Disney is there was a time where this wasn't true, but that time is long gone. I-4 is a veritable parking lot. It's With no traffic, it's a 20-minute drive, but it's not unheard of for it to take you an hour to get there if you're going during rush hour. Correct. And rush hour pretty much is between about 7 and 9 in the morning and from about 4 to 6, 7 o'clock at night, uh, depending. It's usually it usually hovers around the Lake Buena Vista area that I've found that it's usually around that area where it gets kind of congested. But yeah. once you get past that Lake Buena Vista area, you're good up until you get to closer to Orlando. But when I used to, well, I used to go up in in the evenings when I would drive into downtown Orlando from that area. In the evenings, it would take forever because the traffic is so awful. The one thing you have going in your favor is that if you're going up to Universal in the morning from Disney, uh, most of the rush hour traffic is pretty much going the other way. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and the same thing coming home at night. But I would avoid, I would would try and either go before rush hour starts or after it ends. Uh, And if you're going to do it during the rush hour, that 7 to 9 a.m. period, I would allow myself some extra travel time. Now, that's if you're renting a car. If you're not... Universal does sell tickets that include transportation. What are the prices in those, Corey? You know, it's weird that the, the way these things are priced. Um, the ticket with transfer for an adult is one hundred nine ninety nine. For a child, it's ninety nine ninety nine. This is a one day two park ticket. A one day two park ticket without the transfers, same price. <laughs> same exact price. Wow. So you're basically getting free. free transportation. So if you're going, just get the transfers. Now, this, um, this provides transportation from Disney area hotels. It, it doesn't have to be an official Disney hotel to Universal. 24 hours a day, except between the hours of 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. It's provided by Mir, so I guess that's their rush hour. So try, try, plan on spending the whole day at Universal. Yeah, get there early and leave. Well, if you're going to spend $110 right. a person anyway. You might yeah. as well spend the whole day. Yeah, these tickets need to be purchased in advance, so you can't um, call the day of and try to buy this ticket. Right. You know, get it beforehand. Now, now this is not to say that there aren't other options. Like I said, the Lynx bus, things like that. I wouldn't recommend that as a 
Especially if, if you know, the one-day two-park ticket is... Not for tourists. You don't want no. to spend two hours trying to get no. to... No, because it's going to take a long time to go that, get there by Can bus. Can you clarify something for me? Okay, the prices you just... This is if they're staying on Disney property. So. Or anywhere in the Lake Buena Vista area, in that semi-Lake Buena Vista area, this is... That's the price. You can get... So they can be at, you know... Yes. Uh, you know, a Holiday Inn or you know, someplace okay. on, on on 195. It's Disney area hotels. Okay. Right. So now, once you get there, there are some things you need to be aware of. Number one, if you're driving, you're parking in the parking garage. Please understand the parking garage is located in the state of Illinois. It's <laughs> quite uh, a hike. It is, I think. What, what if we? What, it's it's like literally like a quarter or a half a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the across the, park. the road. Yeah, that's it's uh, on the other side of the street. Now, granted, they have they have moving walkways to take you there, but it's really and truly that it's a long haul. Now, but, what, go ahead. but what I think for uh, with Disney fans, I don't think that's anything unusual for them. Because you need to park pretty far at Disney also. Not that far. But I think at Disney, you got the tram. You, you got the, the tram. tram and yeah, this, you got this the has cool the sidewalks. You know, it's like... Moving sidewalks. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I, I love that. But it is like... It, it, it's like, oh, dear God, am I ever going to get there? And then once you get off the moving sidewalks, you're now at the entrance to City Walk, and you, know, you still have a, a little ways to walk to either get to the entrance of Universal Studios or the entrance to Islands of Adventure. Yeah. So you need to be aware of that. The cost of parking is, I think, like twelve or fourteen dollars. Fourteen, isn't it? Fourteen, fourteen dollars for the day. Uh, so keep that in mind. Of course, you could also valet park. Valet bypasses all of the moving walkways and just puts you out really at the entrance to City Walk, and that's twenty dollars for the day. So. You know, keep that in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is um, you don't want to wait till closing time to get back to your car, because then everyone else in the world is trying to leave at the right. same time, and there's quite a, quite a jam trying to get out of there. I have the parking rates. Regular parking is fourteen dollars, three dollars between six p.m. and ten p.m. Preferred parking is eighteen dollars. Preferred parking is basically that you get a closer spot to the moving walkway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, yeah, and you skip one walkway. Yeah. I think I've I've done. Yeah. All three ways, and we always pay the extra. You're just yeah. right past the handicap parking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and valet parking is actually twenty two dollars all day, all day, yeah. and uh, twelve dollars if you're there less than two hours. So it, it's gone up again. Yeah, but uh, so four dollars uh, more than preferred. That's that's not bad. Not really. Mm-mm. When you think about, especially if you're lugging a stroller and kids, and you add tip to that. Tip to drop off. Right, tip but to pick still. Up. You know, well, for me, I, I, I always park. I always yeah. park valet, and it's free because I have the premier pass. So, yeah. Oh, I don't have to pay for valet. They bow down. No, they don't bow down for that. <laughs> <laughs> they should, but they don't. Now, also, uh, before you get into City Walk is where you're going to have to go through your bag, your bag check. And if you're staying at the hotels, actually, your bag check is done by the. The boat driver. The boat driver getting onto the boat. (laughs) Now, the thing is, is that you can walk to the parks from either Royal Pacific or Hard Rock. Rock. I didn't see a bag check person. I got checked from Hard Rock when I walked uh, from Hard Rock to Universal. There's a little guy with an umbrella. Yeah. And they checked me right there. I checked there, too. But they didn't didn't when I was at Royal Pacific. But uh, that's where your your bag check is going to take place. Uh, City Walk, for those who aren't familiar... Is their their version of Downtown Disney? Actually, Downtown Disney was ripped off from City Walk. 
CityWalk, the original out in California, was the first one to do that. And then when Disney opened Downtown Disney here, it was kind of a, a ripoff of, of that. So this is where you have a, a, a wide variety of restaurants, not all of them very good. Uh, a lot of shopping. There's a decent amount of shopping. Bars. A lot of bars for, you know, uh, after hours for nightlife and stuff like that. And you have to walk through City Walk in order to get to either Islands of Adventure or Universal. Now, there are three resorts that are part of Universal Orlando, the Royal Pacific, which is what they consider their value resort. But don't expect to see prices like you see at Pop Century. No. Because their value resort is very high end. Uh, their moderate, quote unquote, is the Hard Rock, which oddly enough is usually more expensive than their flagship resort, which is the Portofino Bay. Hard Rock is the most popular of the three. Yeah. And that's why the prices there are often higher than Portofino. Uh, Royal it's the Pis- closest, too, right? It is the is closest, it? yes. Yes, it is. And the big thing to remember about the resorts, we're going to talk about that in, in a few minutes, but. Big thing to remember about the resorts is if you're staying on site, you get your room key as your front of the line pass onto every attraction, or almost every attraction, I should say. And that's pretty handy. That is pretty handy. We had that one summer, and it was just it was awesome to walk through almost every line and just walk to the front with your room key. It's it's important to know that it's good for one time per attraction, not no, unlimited. Not on your I don't think your room key. Not when you buy key. when you buy oh, with the yeah. express pass. With the yeah. express okay, pass. We're going to get to that in a second. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Um, now there's a as I said there's a lot of restaurants at City Walk, and I I do want to make some quick dining recommendations. Um, food inside the Universal Parks is how do i say this charitably awful (laughs) not all places there are some good places to eat we'll talk about that in a second but there are much better options out in city walk in my opinion best place for me for my money is there there are two places well only one that's open for lunch though and that's uh jimmy buffett's margaritaville right really the food is consistently good Prices are what you expect them to be, but you're getting something for your money. And it's a really enjoyable environment. It's a lot of fun, a lot of music, and that's always a great place to go and have lunch. Jimmy Buffett's is far better than anything you're going to get inside of the theme park. And if you're an annual pass holder, you get a discount there. Yep, you do. And it's entertaining for the kids because Mm -hmm. they have the, the volcano erupts periodically and stuff like that. So it would keep the kids entertained. Exactly. Uh, the other place I recommend for dinner, hands down, Pasta Mori. This place is so overlooked, it's not funny. It's never tough to get in. Excellent. But the food really is excellent. And the prices aren't crazy. The prices are normal, what you would pay at home prices. Hmm. These are not theme park prices. For awesome food. Awesome. I think it was the best salmon I've ever well, had. We've, got a, we've it, got a review coming up. We have a review coming up in our... Uh, Universal show next week. The reason I think it's overlooked is because when you walk past it, you see a walk-up counter and outside seating. Oh, yeah. So you you automatically think that this is a place where you're just going to go buy a quick sandwich, mm-hmm. maybe a beer, right. and that's it. But there's a restaurant inside. There's a whole full restaurant inside. They're only open for dinner. I, I wish they would open for lunch because it's just such a great place. But honestly... This is the least expensive place you're going to find anywhere on Universal property to eat a meal. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, for the more budget-conscious people, 
that have children that might want something familiar to the kids there's burger king mm-hmm. and isn't there a panda express yes. upstairs mm-hmm. beside it yes. there's a whole bunch you of could stuff come out of the park and you know they have the burger king whopper bar right the bk mm-hmm. bar immediately you know you could make your child happy with something they're familiar with mm-hmm. if you know if you can't find anything in the park if that's you're there great. early before breakfast time there's a cinnabon that you walk past yep yeah yep that's a popular spot to and stop i like bubba gums have you ever eaten there no, no i'm not no, a fan of that frozen yeah i do no. it's one of my I don't you don't like it no i don't like it well pete doesn't eat seafood so i've never been no. so. i i just think it's a fun fun place i've eaten at them kevin gave it an awful review it's kevin gave it an awful review um also, the Hard Rock, the Hard Rock Cafe, which I have in the past trashed, uh, we ate there recently. We have a re- we'll be doing that review probably in April's uh, uh, April's Universal show. Ate there recently. Can honestly say it was good. It was not fabulous. The prices were more than they should have been, but the food was good. The service was good. It was not the crap they were serving even a couple of years ago. Hmm. So that's another good option. Now inside the theme parks. Inside the theme parks, this is where it starts getting dicey. In Universal, uh, really the only place that has been consistently good from my perspective has been Finnegan's Grill, Finnegan's Pub. Oh, I like Lombardi's. I I like it too. I like its location, but I've had so many hit or miss meals there. Really? I've eaten there several times. I've eaten there at least a half a dozen times. And I'd say half the time I've had a great meal, half the time I've had a lousy meal. Hmm. And it's just it's just too inconsistent. Whereas with Finnegan's, you have I mean it's it's bar food, but it's good. It's some good food, and it's you know it's a decent place to sit down. Uh, I know there are people that like the pizza. There's a pizzeria in Universal, which I think is absolutely the most disgusting pizza ever. Put it makes Disney pizza look like gourmet pizza. <laughs> this is they, they might I think they dip it in grease before they serve it to you. <laughs> And fast food, just general counter service food at either of the two parks is substandard. Disney is so much further ahead in that regard. That's why I think it would be worth it to actually leave and go to uh, City Walk yeah. and go to Burger King, something you know your kids already know. You know they're going to like it. Just get that Especially and then just walk, kids, back, yeah. walk back to the park. It would yeah. just be better. I Richter's think. used to have a really good hamburger and they also used to have do you remember when like every 15 minutes or however often it was that they'd simulate an earthquake yeah they used to do that and the burgers were pretty good back then but now i would walk out of the park and go to burger king before i'd eat at Richter's. yeah and this is this has been a long-standing problem for universal i don't know why they haven't done something to really up the quality of their food and this is something disney fans are going to find if you're used to disney counter service you're going to find universal counter service suffers terribly by comparison so do yourself a favor. Walk out in a city walk. No, go to Burger King. Go to Jimmy Buffett's. Go to Hard Rock Cafe. By the time we went to Hard Rock Cafe, that was a good meal. It was. Because we thought it was going to be you know, the regular, you're coming for the uh, ambiance, not, not the food. But the food turned out to be really good. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're going to go out to city walk and you've been in the park, make sure you get your hands stamped. Oh, yeah. Now, touring strategies. What you really need to know in the park. Everybody needs to understand a few things first about Universal. Number one, it's not Disney. Do not set yourself up. Do not make the classic mistake that is made by going in there and expecting it to be just like Disney. It's not. And if you manage those expectations from the beginning, you're going to have a much more enjoyable day. Now, I'm not saying Universal isn't good in its own right. 
but it's not Disney. It's not run with the kind of detail that you that Disney is run with, quite frankly. And so you're going to see that stuff. Don't even compare it. It's just pointless. it's more of a laid back theme park. Coming from like a cast member's uh, perspective, my first time going there, I was working at Disney, and I went there with a friend, and I was like comparing a lot. And I shouldn't have done that, but it was, it was just, it's natural. It's natural for a Disney fan to do that, but it, try not to. But I will tell you that Universal's staff in the last six months, I have to say, is the best I've ever seen them. Friendly, helpful, Disney, Disney caliber. Disney That's caliber. We went. Yeah, they were, they were oh, really? several times I've gone. Because we were over there, what, six weeks ago? And we remarked when we got done that nobody talk to us and when we ask questions we got major attitude no, no. were you wearing an i hate universal shirt no <laughs> and i wasn't even wearing a disney shirt no that was definitely has definitely not been our experience at all i mean really Recently, truly, yeah, they were very very they, they <sighs> really good I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to hear that but again herein lies the problem with universal it can be very hit or miss it can be very hit or miss and i say this not because i'm trying to trash universal at all i love universal let me yeah. be real clear I'm trying to make sure that the Disney fans who go there manage their expectations because we see it on the boards all the time. I went to Universal, and Disney does this better, and Disney does that better. It's not Disney. It's not Disney. So just stop it. Just stop it before you start. Don't even think about the comparisons. Go to experience it for what it is. Go to experience it for what it is. These parks are going to be obscenely crowded this year. This summer, in particular, I think it's going to be for the rest of the year, but the summer is going to be the worst. Mm -hmm. You need to be prepared for pack, lines yeah, pack exceeding, your patience. exceeding an hour, hour and a half, two hours, especially for the popular ones. And this is going to be in both parks because you know a lot of people are going to be going for Harry Potter, right. but then they're going to be going mm -hmm. other places. So you're going to have to expect both parks to be full. So you need a strategy. And it's like anything else. It's like anything else. Do your research. Do your research. Know what attractions are going to appeal to your kids. Universal has put, you know, you have Seuss Landing for, for the little ones. You have Seuss Landing in Islands of Adventure. And you have uh, Woody's, Woody Woodpecker's land, yeah. <laughs> land yeah. roundup yeah. place. Over, <laughs> over like in Universal, <laughs> and these are these are cute. These are very cute. But this is very nice. But yeah. you need to understand something. Universal added these because they had to to compete. Disney has this stuff because it's what they built their brand on. Mm -hmm. So, and again, this is where those comparisons start coming in, and where people start getting their expectations. But I mean, let's talk about Stella uh, mm -hmm. being six years old. Eight on Saturday. Well, eight Thank on Saturday. How old was she when you came down for that week? I mean, originally she Six. was... Six. Yeah. yeah. Well, we she, came down two years ago. She loved it. We lived in Seasland. Yes. And we had that front-of-the-line pass because we were staying at the Hard Rock. Mm -hmm. Forty times on the Cat and the Hat ride, one right after another. Oh, one wow. right after... And finally, they just just stay on. You don't have to get off. <laughs> <laughs> we spun around in that thing. And... Uh, the little train, right? The little train. I mean, Seuss Landing to me Circuit, is. Uh, um, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I really should know these names, and I'm just drawing a blank here. Circus McGurkis. That's a train it's you're talking Lawrence, about. Um, yeah, the one that goes all through. Yeah. That's and nice. one fish, two fish. 
and I'm Which a little is a concerned. Dumbo ripoff. It is, but it's cute. I mean, it shoots water. It's you know, you sing the little song. I'm a little concerned. Sue Slanty's right next to Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. What is that going to do to Sue Slanty? Is there going to be people lined up waiting to get into Harry no, Potter? No. How, how's that going to be more through traffic? No, look, understand, understand something that you know, Harry, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is another land. It's it's pretty much replacing the lost con- what was the lost continent. But once you cross that bridge at Sue Slanty, you're going to be in Harry Potter, correct? Mm, not exactly. Not exactly. I think there's a there's an entryway through there's an entryway into Harry Potter from that area because Mythos is still going to be there. Oh, is it still okay? Oh yeah, all okay. that's still going to be there. Um, this is an area where they've just kind of uh, the area around Dueling Dragons and in that area Back is what's that. been. Okay. So understand a lot of there are people thinking that Wizarding World of Harry Potter is going to be a separate theme park. Oh no, with its own because, entrance. No, yeah, because <laughs> the, because the hype has been so crazy. It's not. It's another land inside. Of islands of adventure, so you need to you need to bear that in mind too. So no, there's not going to be crowds backed up. Each of these each of these attractions has an appropriate. Right. I see line. what she's saying though. There's going to be a lot of through traffic. There's going to be a lot of people. You, the just quick, the fastest way to get to Harry Potter landing. is going to be through. Be All right, yeah, it's one one person at a time. Okay. Go ahead. They both said. I see what she's saying though. That you know, in order to get to Harry Potter, there's going to be a lot of through traffic. Um, in you know Seuss Landing area, getting over there probably not back. It's not waiting. And it's a already line waiting, pretty. But it's pretty congested already. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that I would get the park to park ticket and not the one park per day, because if you get to Islands of Adventure and it's really crazy, you could hop over to Universal. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of and for what the difference in the money is, I'm sure if you were stuck. In Islands of Adventure with long wait times, you'd be thinking that that little bit of money would have been money well spent. It could salvage a vacation. Well, mm-hmm. in, in addition to that, you do have the option, if you are not staying on Universal property, you have the option to purchase an Express Pass. They don't do Fast Pass the way Disney does. You actually purchase it. Especially through the summer months, I highly, highly, highly recommend you purchase these Express Passes in advance. You can buy them same day, but once they're sold out, they're sold out, and it is even before Harry Potter opens. I've seen it several times uh, during the summer months where they're just, they were already sold out on a particular day. Before the park even opened, it was already sold out because people had bought them in advance. So they do sell out of them, and once they're done for the day, they're done for the day. When you purchase the Express Pass, you are allowed onto the attra- uh, you are allowed express access to the attra- attractions that have it, because not all of them do, for one time. Right. You're marked. Your your ticket is marked. So if you go on Spider Man, that's it. You get once. Right. Now, uh-huh. if you are a resort guest, it's your room key. That's not the same. That's not the same case. You are able to go back on the rides, front of the line, and I cannot begin to tell you what a difference that makes. That's so cool. But it does, having to have the Express Pass does make this an expensive option. Express Passes, a one-day, two-park Express Pass, in addition to what your ticket costs you to get in, will be anywhere from 26 to $56 more per person. And that's the same price adult or child. That's not less for children. A one-day, one-park Express Pass can run anywhere from 20 to $50 per person. So... If you want to just not worry about a touring strategy and know that you're going to get on most of the rides, Express Pass is the way to go. 
keep in mind that I'm almost 100% certain that the big draw in, in, in Harry Potter is going to be Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That's the ride that's being built in the Hogwarts castle. And from what we're hearing, this is going to be one of these super technologically advanced 3D-type attractions. For those of you who remember what it was like when Spider-Man opened at Islands of Adventure, that ride was untouchable for a year. You would just wait in these lines that were obscene for a year. That's what's going to happen unless the Harry Potter ride is the worst thing they've ever made, which is not going to happen, I'll tell you now. Right. Because uh, I'll guarantee you, most of the money they're spending, most of the three hundred million, I think it is, that they're spending building this twenty-acre area, is, the ride. is being spent on that ride. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing to manage everybody's expectations. I think people are expecting twenty new attractions to open with this. You have to understand, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter really is only opening one new attraction, and that's the one I just talked about—the Forbidden Journey, Flight of the Hippogriff was Flight of the Unicorn before. It was, a, it was like a smaller, kitty-type roller coaster. And uh, Dueling Dragons is, uh, being re-th- is just being rethemed, basically. Mm-hmm. So of the three attractions that actually exist in Harry Potter, only one of them is new. The other two are just rethemed. So outside of that, you have stores and restaurants. Now, granted, some of the stores are going to be cool, like the wand shop, where the wand is going to pick you, and you know you'll have some cool stuff like that in there. But it's mostly merchandise and dining locations. So, again, manage your expectations. Yeah, Dueling Dragons. It's going to be called the, Dra- the Dragon Challenge. Dragon Challenge. Yeah. That's right. So, and I do not, I do not think that Express Pass is going to be taken on the Forbidden Journey. I doubt it very I seriously. So. No. Uh, I know it's already not taken on Rip Ride Rocket, the uh, new roller coaster, right. which uh, my niece and nephew said was the best one they'd ever been on. That oh, really? It's fun. Went, it was an unbelievable roller coaster. It really is fun. You did it? Oh, yeah. Twice. Oh, bless you. <laughs> That's wild because you're going straight up. Yeah, straight. we stand there and watch, and it's like, no way. It's, it's, yeah, and it's very popular. Very popular again, long lines, and no express pass access. Now, we recommend that you, if you're going to buy express passes, do you have to do it at least 24 hours in advance? And we can provide a link where you can, you can get those. But uh, the, other, the other touring tip that I can't stress enough this summer is get to that park at least an hour before it opens. At least an hour before it opens. Especially in the early days, it's going to be nuts. Get into that park, go through the main drag, make a right, go through Seuss Landing, head right into Harry Potter, go right back to Forbidden Journey. That's going to be the big draw. Go do that, and then, you know, the rest of the day, do what you can. But I think that's what, what most people are just going to have to mm-hmm. have to do. Now, another thing you might want to think about doing as we've mentioned that the Universal Resorts offer front of the line. And again, this is a consideration for your family to make as to whether or not this is worth it for you. But there is an argument to be made that renting a hotel room on site, even for one night, 
And even if you don't stay there overnight, you get there early, early in the morning, check in. You could check in at 5 a.m. if you wanted to. You get your room keys. Your room's not going to be ready, but you'll get your room keys, and that's your express pass. Now, all of a sudden, I'm telling you, your touring gets a lot more leisurely. Oh, yeah. When you're going to wait five or ten minutes on an express pass line versus two hours on the regular line. You can then go back to the hotel in the afternoon. Somebody can take a nap. Somebody can, kids can go play in the pool. All three hotels have phenomenal pools. Yes. So, and that room key is actually good, a good express pass for not just that one night but you're there, but for two. So the day that you check in, you get to use those room keys as express passes. You check out the next morning, those room keys are still good all day as express passes. Mm -hmm. So you really get two days' worth of express passes. Now, when you do the math, if these things, and again, they yield the prices when when you buy just the express pass, they yield the prices based on volume. So if they know they're going to be busy, they're going to be selling those express passes for $50, $60 a person. Yeah, if you're a family of four. (laughs) So there's $240. For two days, it's $480. So even if you just use the hotel during the day, go back to your Disney hotel at night. You know, again, it's it's a strategy. I'm not suggesting that everybody do this. I'm saying it's an idea to keep in mind. If you really want to get the most out of it, have that freedom, like I said, to go back, lay down, take a nap, have something to eat. Outside the theme park craziness, let the kids go play in the pool. Not at the World Pacific. I wouldn't. I would never take my kids to World Pacific pool again. But we'll talk about that in our Universal show. Hmm. But then it would be convenient if you were staying there. You know, after dinner, you know, the kids go swim, whatever, and then you can walk over there for the nightlife if you wanted to. So you could actually get a lot of mileage out of staying on property. You can just for for a night. And you know, at the World Pacific, depending on the time of year. It's not unusual to be able to find a hotel room for $180, $200 a night. So, again, it has to be something you consider whether it's worth it to you or not. If you're just, if you're not that interested in being that aggressive, then that's not a good idea for you. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's not just Disney fans who are excited about Harry Potter opening. The Harry Potter fans are going to descend on this oh, town like flies like yep. flies in their black robes and their weird looking glasses <laughs> but it's 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 these are crowds i think that we haven't seen since and i think this may even be surpass the crowds for when islands of adventure opened i really do which was when 1998 99 no, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, a, no. No, I want to say it was later than that. Ooh, I okay, Corey, go to the, I stumped him. Stumped the round table. Did you get $25? No, I'm almost positive. Is no, that that's right. It wasn't, it wasn't built yet in 98 when we first moved here. So I, I would say it would be about, it would, it would have been 2000. March 27th, 1999. 99. Really? Okay. Well, we must have never gone there then, that early. But I, I think this is going to rival the. I, I think this is either going to rival or surpass those. Nope. They even a, even when according to Wikipedia, oh. May twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. When Islands opened, it didn't have the marketing blitz that Harry Potter no. has. I mean, you can't spit on the web, on television, and newspapers anywhere you look. 
It's Harry Potter. It's, and yeah. I got to say, the marketing has been brilliant. The marketing has been brilliant. They're hitting, the, they're hitting those notes. Now, if they hit those same notes with these attractions. I hope it's good. I hope it's like I want it, the Spider-Man of its day. I want, I, want, I want this to be a huge success. They deserve it. I really yeah. love Universal. I've been a huge Universal fan for years. They deserve this to be successful. My fear is that they could open an attraction where Jesus comes back to Earth and it still wouldn't live up to the hype. That is my fear right now, that there's going to be some backlash, that people are going to get there and realize there's only one new attraction, not a whole theme park, and they're going to be disappointed. And that's what's going to start coming back. I hope, I hope that doesn't happen. If this thing gets good reviews, with all the hype it has, then they have not just hit a home run. They have, they have introduced a game change into this market which I think this has the potential to be. I want it to be a game change. Because as I've said on the show a million times, we are the ones who win. The visitors win when Disney and Universal go head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge thing. This is a huge thing. So crowds, get there early. Consider express passes. Consider rooms on site. Um, there's, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a room off-site, the only hotel right now that I can personally recommend is Doubletree at the entrance to Universal. Beautiful hotel, great price. What do we got them for? $89 a night right now through the end of September? Yeah. Every night. Now, there's no express pass with that, but they do give you some discounts. We're not going to get into the, the minutia of that, but it's right across the street. Yeah, it's walking walk. distance. Um, so there, there are some options up there in terms of hotels if you want to do, if you want to go that route if you want to go from your Disney hotel, you know think about Express Pass. It does make all the difference in the world. I cannot tell you when you're there in the summer and it's hot and it's crowded and you can just flash a badge and walk right onto a ride. It makes all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. So you it gotta, spoils you if that's the first way you do it, and then you go back without. That. You can't do it any other way. Yeah, yeah, it's like dang. But I really think I don't. I don't care when you go back. I don't care if you go back in September. I don't think the crowds will be as bad, but I think they're still going to be heavy. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to make Universal busy for at least the rest of this year, if not next through next year. Mm-hmm. This is going to be popular. So. I realize this was not uh, overwhelmingly detailed, but I hope it gives you at least some guidance on some things to do, where to eat, where to go, what to do on your on your venture into Universal for the first time. We'll be getting into a lot more detail on these things in our Universal show, which uh, will go up uh, this coming Monday, the 29th. And uh, this show, these shows will go up the last Monday of every month, so you can tune in for that. And that will do it for this week's show, folks. Next week... We are going to have our Stump the Roundtable segment, and we are also going to be joined by a very special guest, Orlando Sentinel reporter Jason Garcia. That will be on next week's show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and remember my favorite saying, stay out of the damn lakes. Somebody sent me an email saying, don't worry about the lakes. Put down the damn cigarette. (laughs) I've seen that.